Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, everyone. I think we're live here on Facebook, um, and we're going to be taking. I'm going to be taking some of your questions in. I might even go live on Instagram here as well if I can get that coming up. Uh, checking the connection on Instagram. So, if you have questions, put them in your uh, put them in your in the comment section here, and then Instagram. If you have questions, I'll try to get to those as well. Um, we got two different sources coming in, three, a couple different pages to look at. So Facebook Live, I'm taking Q&A questions, and we titled it Urgent Message for America. And actually, if you scroll down uh, on Instagram, you'll have to go to my Facebook page, sorry. But if you scroll down on Facebook, there's a, um, a message I just put out on YouTube, Urgent Message for America for California. And... Um, it basically has to do with prayer and fasting. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And I don't see the church that desperate yet. You know, we're upset, but we're not um, desperate. You know, we're, we're, we're angry, but we're really not desperate. The all-night prayer meetings, the worship times, the time seeking the Lord, fasting. And so I'm going to answer some of those questions. Uh, people have been asking a little bit about the Herschel Walker uh, thing that's been going on in the news and an Instagram. I'll try to get to some of your questions, too. Uh, I see you're coming in as well. So I'm going to look for the comment section here on Facebook. Um, I don't know. Some of you want me to address the Herschel Walker um, situation, and I don't know a lot about what's going on there. So I want to be careful. Um, but uh, let me see if I can go to my page and keep this live video going. Uh, oh, the live video will end. So I don't want to do that. So I might not be able to see the comments on here unless I go uh, to my um, Instagram page. So sorry about that. Uh, unless I had a different way to check uh, Facebook on here. I might actually, let me go to a different tab. So start putting your questions in the comments on Instagram or um, I think this is going to work. Yep, I can see your comments now on Facebook. So with Herschel Walker, it looks like... Um, it looks like his son is coming out against him now. And no surprise, really, because uh, he's running for office. He's running running for the Senate there in that state that he's in. And, you know, if there was an abortion in his past, I think this will answer some of your questions. If there was an abortion in his past, you know, just come out and say, hey, I apologize for it. Um, I own it. And that, you know, that happened to me. If you Google uh, pastor confesses abortion, you know, in my twenties, um, it's been a, you know, it was a hard season and, uh, confessing to that 27 years ago, I think it happened. And, uh, you know, people can relate to that. And also, um, also with Herschel Walker's son, I don't know where he's at spiritually. He's saying some mean, nasty things. I don't know if there's a spiritual battle. I don't know if Herschel Walker, you know, just needs to repent and own some of this. So I can't speak too much into that because I don't know exactly what's going on. And let's see, Greg Blair, uh, first one here on Facebook. I don't think that much of the church will get desperate. You are absolutely right. Hence the need for the YouTube video. You can watch below. 
and uh, sorry if I'm in a shadow here uh, and get the hat on and, and just um, in the studio, rushed into the studio to put this together. And that's kind of the problem is that we're not desperate enough. And, um, and, and we don't need the majority. You plus God is the majority. You plus God is the majority. And so I don't think we need um, Instagram. You guys can put comments in too. I don't think we need. Uh, the majority of the church and, and, but we need that minority. We need that remnant to wake up, begin to embrace prayer and fasting and, and to be desperate for God means you're going to put God on the schedule. God's going to be on the calendar. So whatever that involves, he's the priority. He's the focus. I still got to work. I still got to raise kids. In my case, I still got to pastor a church. I got responsibilities, but now God is my focus and fasting has always been throughout the centuries, early church fathers. Uh, you look at the Didache or Didacte, however you pronounce it, early church fathers, Justin Martyr, Irenaeus, Polycarp, into the Reformation, into Augustine, into Wesley Whitfield, uh, Jonathan Edwards. They were men of prayer and fasting. And that is so important today. So I'm going to look at Instagram now, uh, Mr. Montez, uh, let's see, are these studying, studying the divinity of Jesus right now? Ex- exposition is an academic, academic endeavor. Sorry, it's hard text to read here. Uh, that's challenging. Any advice on how to be consistent as I study? Actually, I do have consistent advice here. And, um, what you need to do is it starts with a daily discipline. So I've been doing it 22 years now. My first three hours are with the Lord. So 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. That's the time to study, prepare, and you begin to discipline your body and it becomes part of who you are. So you can't say, well, I'll get to it later today, maybe tomorrow. Maybe if my schedule opens up, you've got to make time for the Lord. Now, not everyone can do that in the morning. I understand that, but there's got to be some time, even some of you might be evening people. Okay. This is my time to study and put God first. Many times you won't feel like it. Other times you really feel like it. And that's, I felt this morning was excited to get up early and, uh, fasting helps for sure. And so I would, I would get that, I would get that, uh, into your schedule now, uh, putting morning or afternoon or evening. Okay. This is my time to study. This is my time to pray. And remember praying and studying are two different things. Many pastors make that mistake. They think that sermon preparation is like you're like a devotional or it's like prayer time. It's not sermon preparation to me is completely different than time alone with the Lord. So, um, let's see. Oh yeah, Greg, I saw your comments. Thank you. Uh, anyone else you can post, uh, come under the comments now on Facebook ads, ask any question from Russia, Herschel Walker. And I did answer, answer Herschel Walker earlier. Um, what's going on with the upcoming elections, uh, so many different things going on. So uh, anyway, put the comments in. I'll try to go to Instagram. It's kind of hard to read um, different ones coming in. So anyway, uh, with this, this video I just put out on YouTube, if you scroll down on Facebook, and actually I think it might be on Instagram on my story, um, you can see what I'm talking about and an urgent message, an emergency for America and California. I truly believe that you look at what uh, our governor is passing, where you can use scripture on billboards to draw people to California to murder their children. You can um, kids can come into California and um, basically have a sex change without parental consent. And so that's not good as well. So if you have questions on those things, let me know. Hi, Susie. Um, best time of the day is with the Lord. Yes, very true. And wherever that works, I'm an early morning person. And first, first, that freshness of the day is where I uh, tend to gravitate. 
Um, and so, anyway, my point was, watch that on YouTube. It's going to get a lot of views uh, this week. We've got a lot of people sharing it. And we got to get desperate because what what is it going to take? The stock market? I mean, I just drove by Chevron by the office here. It's at $7 a gallon for gas. I mean, you can't maintain that. You can't sustain that. And so once you see the breakdown of the economy even more, the breakdown of morality, you know, that's even the mighty Roman Empire collapsed um you know, when when they were in such a state that we are in, if you study the Roman Empire, uh, they collapsed when taxation was extremely high. Uh, sport was more brutal. And you look at think of MMA and, and UFC and, and, and just the brutality in the streets. Look at what's going on in New York and even California and L.A. No respect for law enforcement. It's just depravity is is it, everything's unraveling. So this is not the time to back away and say, Okay, I have, you know, no time. I'm sorry. Back away and say, well, you know, read the book of Revelation chain, read the last chapter. We win. Uh, we do win, but there's actually a battle in between there, you know, and that God calls us to a spiritual battle. This is how I fight my battles on my knees, uh, seeking the heart of God. Um, and I might even share this. Let me see if I can share this to our, uh, church, uh, church page. Uh, see, you're the group. I think I can. Okay. That wasn't too bad. So see if any of them can tag on. But actually, if you're listening on a different page other than shaneidleman.com, you'll have to, um, you'll have to, uh, go into Shane Eidelman Facebook and, um, that's where I can. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So no more comments on there. Instagram, uh, questions coming in about the state of our nation. Oh yeah. What's going on with Russia? Um, it, I mean, anybody's guess. I personally don't think it was them who blew up their gas line in the the ocean. That would be a little uh, detrimental to their agenda. Uh, I've, I've got some some thoughts on that, but you know, again, they're just thoughts. I, I'm not well versed in that area. Uh, obviously, it was a strategic attack to try to shut down. That's their that's their energy going to uh, Europe and different things. Um, Hi, Jackie. Good to hear from you again. Susie, good to hear from you. Greg, uh, Linda, uh, let's see. Here's a question here. Is it okay not to desire marriage all the time? So if that's coming from a single person, um, I believe it is. Uh, and uh, hopefully I can do something here like a pastor's perspective. And I answer a lot of these questions on Idleman Unplugged. Uh, you can see back here behind me, Idleman Unplugged and also Pastors Unplugged. I don't know what side they're on. Pastors Unplugged is on this side, and uh, that's for pastors, Christian leaders, and the other one, Idleman Unplugged, is for the general public, and I answer all these questions a lot of the time. Uh, so you used to be very passionate about marriage, but disappointments in relationship, I just simply don't desire it like I used to, and I think that's fine, because if you read 1 Corinthians, um, Paul talks about uh, those who are single it's a very good thing because now you can care for the things of the Lord. But when you're married, you can't care for the things of the Lord as aggressively because you have to care for the needs of your spouse. And so Paul talks about singleness as being a gift. Uh, now, you know it when you have that gift. That's a key. I'm not saying people uh, should desire that gift if God hasn't given them the gift of singleness. But it is a gift uh, for those who... who um, uh, for those who embrace it. Uh, let's see other ones coming in. What are my thoughts on um, what type of fasting is best? Again, you can answer questions on Facebook there or here on Instagram. You know, fasting, uh, you, I'm going to have to refer you to my books on fasting at the church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org, because they answer 
a hundred questions on fasting. But what I would suggest is to start where you're at, unless God puts something on your heart, like you need to do a water fast for three days and you know it, then you need to just obey. But, you know, getting your body ready. So I, I personally think the best type of fasting is actually what fasting is. It is having no nutrients. So any questions on fasting, exercise, you can put those in there as well. Biblical, biblically balanced health approach. Um, actually, I might, let me see if this is even better. I don't know if that's better. Yeah, maybe so. I, now I can read your questions better and Facebook. So, um, what fasting is best is the best fasting is water fasting. So if you're starting out, I would get up in the morning, don't eat, see how long you can go. And it's not a, it's not a, 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 a it's not a, um, test of endurance, but you use that time instead of eating for praying and fasting and seeking God. Now you're going to get hungry, grumpy, um, stomach. It's like, Oh, I can't pray. This stinks. And then you quit. And I've been there many times. So even in that case, I've just told two people today, have a, have a scoop of peanut butter, you know, scoop of peanut butter and some green tea and see if you can't keep going. Cause God doesn't look at perfection. Maybe that's better. He looks at direction, the direction of our heart. So, um, and you know, but again, if you can just not have anything, that's what I recommend. Just, just water, dig in, seek God, you know, obviously to seek your uh, advice from your phys physician and, and, and use wisdom in this area. Uh, but fasting is water. Fasting is really uh, the key, uh, to, to just that deeper life because fasting means no nutrients. So you're shutting your mouth. Uh, but I would rather, you know, have, maybe take a little bit in to complete the fast and because there's still, I mean, 150 calories isn't doing much uh, for sure. And it keeps you in ketosis for those health fanatics out there. Uh, it helps to keep your body in ketosis uh, while you're fasting. So any questions out there, Jackie, Susie, Greg, any more, Wendy, Tamara, Bill, Chris, Mike. Um, let's see. We're going to try to sc go scroll down here to some more questions coming in. Um what about if you are addicted to unhealthy food and how do you deal with the pain? Well, what, what you do is just like an addict, maybe coming off of Xanax or something. I actually like it better here. It's easier for my arm to rest. Um, if you're addicted to processed foods and most people are, it's, it's actually be encouraged. It's not that hard. Um, you begin to wean yourself off of it. So you have something very healthy for breakfast or you skip breakfast and then you begin to introduce healthy foods. You know, um, again, my books are written on that because what's healthy to you. Somebody might need a keto approach. Someone might need a whole plant-based approach. Uh, the big rage out there now is carnivore. And I talked about that on YouTube. If you Google what diet is best with my name, I think that will come up and carnivores, just all meat. Um, that sounds good and fun, but and there's some benefits for some people. And so uh, the bottom line is, what did God, how did God create us? God created us to eat, eat whole, life-giving, living food. These nuts out there that talk about, you know, plants are bad for us because they have phytochemicals that keep the rodents or the insects away. That they also have phytochemicals that help us, antioxidants that help us, uh, the, the, the pectin and the fiber content, the vitamins. And so I don't buy into any of that. Um, so my, my, my point to you was begin to wean off, have a healthy lunch, you know, and, and it's going to be a little bit difficult. And then, and maybe if you have to, you splurge and then try a healthy dinner and then, and then you keep making these changes. You wean off of caffeine, 
You wean on with with green tea, maybe half decaf, half regular coffee. Make sure it's organic, so it's not sprayed with herbicides, fungicides, pesticides. It's just clean. Begin to just wean off of that. Wean off of sugar. And I know it's tough. I've been there. You know, where do you ask? Where do we ask questions? Amy, you ask questions right here. I see your comment. So just put them in the comments and I'll try to get, get to those questions. So anyway, that's what I would do for the junk food junkie. You have to wean off and it can take, I mean, on the quickest end, you know, a good five, six days, but sometimes it can take, you know, a good week and a half, two weeks to really wean off. And then you start to feel better because you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're not, you know, staying stimulated with a false stimulant that really is hard on your body. And the, 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 the chemicals in food now from, you know, monosodium glutamate to partially hydrogenated oils where they inject hydrogen gas into the fat to keep the fat on the shelf for years to uh, the food coloring and they're, they're scientists with the big food companies that uh, want the, 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 they find that sweet spot. And so it takes a while to withdraw that. It, you are actually like a, an, an addict withdrawing from drugs. So maybe take some time off of work, a lot of water, a lot of rest, and you just, you push through. I know that's hard to say, but we have to give people the right information to push through. So Amy, go ahead and put your question in uh, and then I'll try to get to some of these. Um, Let's see. Thanks to a, a live video of you and Isaiah Saldivar, I started a hunger for fasting. Oh, that's awesome. If you have any questions, um, you know, put them in here or Facebook. And let's see. Um, I often break a two day fast with bone broth. Uh, is this good? Feels good in my experience. Oh, absolutely. And I would even encourage people on long term fasts. I did a 40 day fast, primarily water only about five months ago. And you can watch that experience on YouTube. Uh, and I believe a few times I would have, um, I would have bone broth. You know, you get the, you get the sodium, potassium, magnesium. It's great for that. Great for breaking a fast. Uh, but I don't, after two day fast, Greg, I don't, I don't really worry too much about breaking the fast. It's not hard on the digestive system. The microbiome hasn't even adapted yet. Your gut hasn't had a lot of sleep. So usually after a good five day water day, water fast, six day, um, that's when I would be very careful with introducing foods. But I usually don't worry too much about it after two days. And not everyone needs to fast as much as I'm talking about. And you'll be like, why are you always talking about fasting? Well, because I believe, uh, and I just talked to my friend this morning, Todd Coconato on Remnant News. You can follow him. We just text back and forth. Great guy. Uh, I just, he, he, he noticed that same thing. Hey, God's called you to equip the church with prayer and fasting. And that's, I feel that. And, but not everyone has that calling. And so don't, don't feel convicted. I don't think we're supposed to fast all the time, but I do believe when Jesus said, when you fast and the disciples will fast when the bridegroom is gone, it's a lifestyle of fasting. I don't think it's biblical to blow it all year. And then on January 1st, I'm going to get everything in and check for a week or 21 days or whatever, and then back to unhealthy lifestyle. I know I think it's a, a lifestyle of fasting is pretty healthy or intermittent fasting or eating healthy. Uh, can you fast with coffee? Uh, again, Jackie, if you download my book, um, Feasting and Fasting at the church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org. Um, it, it will go into all the detail and all these questions that I don't really have time to do. I wish I did, but with coffee, you're talking about a central nervous stimulant. You're talking about the chemicals. You're talking about 200 chemicals, I think, in, in active in coffee. I think even Starbucks is putting up it's a natural carcinogen in California. Um, and so as somebody who loves a strong cup of coffee, just had a, a decaf this morning. Um, you're Okay. <laughs> you're not really supposed to have anything on a water fast. Zero. So hardcore fasting, 
people who live out in the wilderness and have no kids and, and have a lot of money saved and don't have to work, they will, you just have just water only. You're not really fasting. So in the truest sense of the word, in the purity of the word and what is meant by the word, it's just water only. And so if you have coffee, the caffeine is a stimulant. It's really not a good idea because you're trying to give your heart a break. You're trying to actually give your adrenal glands a break. So there's no break involved. Actually, it'll stimulate that more, usually without any food in the gut. And so um, it's, it's not advisable on a fast. Not only that, it does give uh, minerals, trace minerals uh, that are in the coffee. It gives that to the body where the whole point is the body to go into reserves for that. And then we could talk a whole topic about autophagy and how it affects autophagy and things like that. Um, I know it's hard to imagine no coffee, but it can be done and you'll feel a tremendous way better. So what I would do is start with half of what you normally have, half of what you normally have, half of what you normally have, half of what you normally have. And within a week, you'll be off completely. And if you listen to on YouTube, me and my wife just talked about um, married in the ministry, married in the ministry and how both of us getting off caffeine was a blessing to our marriage. A lot less fights, a lot less irritability, a lot nicer to the kids. So something to consider. Um, so yes, just start weaning off. And I don't know of a good organic coffee, honestly. I would just find a good organic coffee. And if you find a decaf, make sure it is decaffeinated with nat- with the natural processes, not with some chemicals. You, you know, it should say on the box there. So I would get some good organic decaf and begin to go half and half and half and half and half because I believe now this might not be true for everyone, but for most of us, it's a drug. Caffeine is a drug, just like alcohol. So if I'm dependent on alcohol every day, if I'm dependent on my Xanax every day, I'm dependent on my caffeine every day. It's a drug. And I believe, I believe God is convicting a lot of people. I mean, I, I can't even get into the testimonies that come in, uh, from major ministries that you would hear, you would know of where God has used this type of message to really get them off caffeine. I think pastors, you know, especially pastors, type A, you know, just to wean off that or get to a small amount in the morning. If anything, you don't need it throughout the day because it makes you very irritable, very anxious, very upset easily. And, you know, you know, it's caffeine. It's not healthy. It actually pushes out the fruit of the spirit and brings in the fruit of the flesh. Uh, how does fasting put pressure in the spiritual realm? What way would it help fight against Satan? Well, you guys got a lot of questions on fasting today. I got to change the title to fasting questions. What it does is, um, we are, we, you know, we pray about uh, more of the anointing, more of the anointing. I want more of the anointing of God. And that's good. But often I've found that we need less of the flesh. Less of the flesh will produce more of the anointing. So to answer your question, as you fast, and the Bible talks about this starves the flesh. Paul said, I discipline my body. I starve the flesh. And eating, of course, can be a very good thing. It's a God-given thing. But when it's in abundance and too much and it becomes to be idolatry, that's where, you know, it's a little bit dangerous, of course. And so as I'm, as I'm depleting, uh, fasting mode, as I'm depleting the, the, the lust of the flesh and not feeding the flesh and removing the desire of the flesh and disciplining the flesh, as a result, there's a fullness of the spirit comes in and that applies pressure to the spiritual realm. And actually, I think you're going off a quote Arthur Wallace said that fasting applies a pressure to the spiritual realm. And it's a very good remedy. And, you know, Jesus said this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting in Mark. Now, some manuscripts disagree on whether that's there or not. But I mean, Jesus said, when I pray, when you pray, when you fast, when the bridegroom is taken away, you will fast. Uh, he went on a 40 day fast. I don't think that's just 
coincidence. I don't think he said, you know what, I'm just going to go spend some time in the wilderness. I think it was a buffeting in the flesh to prepare him for his ministry. Look at all the, the actually, there's no ministry until he was baptized and led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days. And most people can fast 40 days. We have tremendous reserves. I wouldn't recommend that unless you know what you're doing. You prepare for it. You study for it. You have your doctor you know, follow you. Um, but when I did my 40-day fast, where, again, you can find it on YouTube, just put in Shane Eidelman 40-day fast documentary. Um, I, I, I would have a little bit of food now and then I lost, I think 33 pounds, not that that matters, but you know, it's a good side note. So or a good side benefit. Um, so Jackie, okay. Thank you. Um, I thought about mud water, mushroom coffee, but it's pricey. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the whole, and you have to be careful, just like the diet industry, the coffee, the coffee industry will go through. Um, and also be careful of the articles out there that you read that say caffeine's good for you. Watch, look at who funds those articles, who pays for them, who pays for the study, the research, just, just saying. Um, yeah, what was a bulletproof coffee and then MTC oils in the coffee? And what, what you're doing is you're putting some fat into the coffee and it's, uh, it, it's helping with the absorption and also keeping you on the ketogenic type diet, removing the sugar. Uh, but the mushroom coffee is just more of a healthy, health benefit type coffee. So if you want the caffeine and you're not going to stop, then that would be a good choice, organic if possible. And I would even have it half decaf. I can't even believe this turned into a coffee discussion. But um, uh, yeah, love your binge, binge Jesus hat. A friend of mine got it for me. And uh, that's so true right now. Um, let's see. But it is, I mean, it's a central nervous stimulant. It's a drug. It helped me out getting off of it. Uh, but I, I've had it now and then in the morning, you know, like two ounces, uh, just, you know, just a little bit, take the edge off. And even with that, God can, still convicts me. Can you believe that? Okay, Amy, finally, some questions away from fasting. What are your thoughts on everything going on in the nation with possible wars, inflation, and the upcoming uh, order of removing cash currency? Should Christians and families begin to prepare our homes? Uh, I know we shouldn't let all these things put fear into us, but they're scary times, especially as moms um, protecting our children, especially, yes, if you're a single mom. So a couple thoughts. Number one, you're right. Uh, we don't have a spirit of fear. So as fearful as these things can be, we're supposed to concentrate on the, on the hope of God, the promises of God, the blessings of God, and take our thoughts captive and really not let that affect us. However, they do affect us and we've got to make decisions. Like you mentioned, cryptocurrency, XRP, I think is making a comeback, XLM, XLM Stellar Lumens, I think it's pronounced, or HBAR, Hashgraph HBAR. You know, there's some, there's some strong cryptocurrency out there. Um, and, Nobody really knows how to decipher all of this. I mean, God is a God of order, but he's also allows chaos. And he, how he's going to be moving in your heart is going to be different than my heart. I know Christians who just bought homes back, especially when the interest rate was lower. I just sold my house uh, about a year and a half ago. I missed the top of the market by a year, but you know, that's okay. And just, to, you know, kind of see what God is doing. Uh, but he's got other people doing other things, gold or silver, cryptocurrency. Some people don't have enough money. They're just living check by check, especially now with the, the way that the, the uh, inflation, it's $7 in gas right here down the street and our Costco trips. Wow. It's just, you know, it is tight. So to answer your question, uh, obviously the Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And depending on your eschatology, your view of the end times, which, you know, there's different views out there. And I, I gravitate towards, um, uh, understanding all views and, and 
and I'm, I'm pan tribulation. I'm, I'm going to see how it's all going to pan out, uh, being prepared, but also being hopeful for Christ's return. So, um, I don't know if things are going to get worse or better. Um, I don't know, you know, if the economy is going to crumble more or if the stock market now is a good time to buy because it's going to bounce back. I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do know. One reason is we're not spending a lot of time with God. And so God directs people individually. And so that's what I would be doing. I'd be spending a lot of time seeking his face. And I actually, more comments came in and I'm, I missed your comment. So if I forget anything, let me know uh, or I can't see it anymore. Um, but that's how we're supposed to, to prepare. So I would say if God is leading you maybe to get some, um, you know, some food storage, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, some water storage, you know, I maybe have 20, 25 gallons now and then, but then I burn through it making tea and stuff. Um, so I, here's what I do. I do what I can do, making sure it's not coming from a spirit of fear, if that makes sense. So I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll look into things. Uh, maybe, maybe if you, some of you feel good with purchasing cryptocurrency. I know the, the World Economic Forum just, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago said that they're going to, uh, Ripple XRP is going to be a partner with them. And so what that looks like, you know, who knows? And then people say, well, I don't want to, you know, invest in that type of ungodly system. Hey, if God's put that in your heart, totally agree. Other people say the opposite that we're, you know, using unrighteous mammon for our good, for the, for the furtherance of the gospel. Um, you know, I see their side too. And, and really it's hard because if you break it down, your, your money shouldn't be in Wells Fargo. It shouldn't be in Chase Bank. What kind of car are you purchasing? Where is your, where is your stock actually invest? It could be in, investing in companies that have a, you know, allow abortions. And so I think, you know, don't be wrongly judgmental in this area. I think maybe God will allow some people to prosper. Um, so I hope that answers your question. I don't know your financial sta- status, so I wouldn't go out and just buy a dehydrator and a food storage container and hook up solar necessarily on everything and, and then running around scared. Or, I mean, we got, we've done, the church has been I'm really naive and watching a lot of these people on YouTube, you know, and just letting them influence all these unbelievers that, that that are paid by how many, how many views they get. And we're allowing them to scare us. So I think we just need to get time with God, be prayed up, make sure our kids are ready spiritually. Things have got to change. Some of you need to get off of alcohol. You need to get off of, of following false gods and making work your priority, spend more time with home, spend more time with the Lord and uh, be prepared that way. And so I don't know Russia, this thing with Russia and Ukraine. Um, I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, I know if Putin decides to use a nuclear bomb in uh, Ukraine, I don't know if Biden would respond uh, or how he would respond. Um, I know if they, if they did something to America, you know, we've got submarines, we've got ballistic missile launch areas there in the European area that would, they know, you know, you, it would take out Moscow and then New York. I mean, it's just, I don't even want to think about it, but those things are possibility. However, every believer since the, since Jesus's ascension has, and the, the filling of the spirit has always had hope in God, no matter what's going on. Hey, they might be burned at the stake. All things might be taken from them, but this is like a nothing compared to eternity and keeping your mind there. That is really the key in these desperate times. So, but I would encourage you, you know, if you want to, some people think they want to buy stock now because the market's low. Others say don't because it's going to go down more. I don't, nobody really knows. Only one person that knows is God and we've got to trust him. We've got to humble ourselves uh, completely. And so I hope that's important. Um, 
Let's see other questions. Uh, Bentoncourt, John Bentoncourt. Uh, are you related to the Bentoncourts? Probably so. Uh, I enjoy my coffee and I enjoy my barbecue ribs and smoked meats. Amen. So do I. Never had a weight problem. I think moderation discipline is what you, uh, is what you eat. How much of it you eat is important. Um, explain Corinthians 1031. I don't know if I have time to look it up right now. Um, so I would say, yes, I'm, a, I'm, I believe here's, here's, let me break this down. Um, I believe that after the flood, it's clear that God gave us meat to eat. However, we were initially created, and that's why you have to, when you watch all these guys on YouTube, they, they always come from an evolutionary perspective. Throw that out the window. God created us. God created us to be in the garden and to eat uh, plant life. That Read it. Genesis. And so, you know, carbohydrates weren't bad, uh, and they're still not bad. I'll explain that in a minute. But, you know, we were moving more. We were active. You could eat a lot more fruits and things like that. So we were designed to eat yams and potatoes and, and whole grains, the right, you know, the right type and, and all these things. And then you bring in genetic, genetically modified food. You bring in uh, herbicides, uh, Monsanto, the company Monsanto going seedless. And then you bring in... um uh, you bring in uh, glyphosate from Roundup and all these chemicals and the, the food is just so toxic. So um, I would say, you know, first Corinthians 1031 probably has to do with not judging others. And, and you have, you know, uh, letting person do whatever they want to do. And so I think that's correct. We don't we don't uh, judge others and um, we don't, um, you know, push things on them. However, um, smoked meats, sodium nitrates, uh, can definitely cause cancer. And just because a person doesn't have a weight problem or high blood pressure doesn't mean that their arteries aren't, aren't suffering a damage or in their brain. What about Alzheimer's and dementia that they're tracing now to, uh, the, our diet? And so although you might not be overweight, I know a lot of slender people that are like, almost like crack addicts or crystal meth addicts with sugar and they're not healthy inside, even though they're not overweight. So I think, you know, Again, you take it to the Lord and, hey, I, I enjoy my coffee. I enjoy barbecue ribs and smoked meats. And, you know, that's where you're at. I think that's fine. Uh, but, however, I think you also wisdom demands. Proverbs says wisdom is a principal thing. And all things get wisdom. And all you're getting, get understanding. She will exalt you. She will promote you. And so wisdom is is vitally important. And if God has given us this incredible gift where we do ministry out of it, and if coffee and barbecue ribs and smoked meats are causing my energy to suffer. I'm not really that healthy. Now this body is affected. And then, so I think we need to take really good care of our body and this wonderful gift that God has given us. And so that's why I would look at my diet. How can, how can this diet make me more effective, more productive for the Lord? Uh, fasting is tremendous benefit for me when I'm preaching. So is eating healthy because when I'm eating healthy, it's a physical discipline and physical disciplines affect our spiritual disciplines many times. However, if someone wants to eat those things, Hey, more, more power to them. They can do that under, under scripture. They're, they're, they're given the freedom. However, I don't think it's a wise decision. Same argument with smoking cigarettes or, Hey, I've, I've, I have alcohol now and then. Okay. Well you can, but should you, you know, it's one of those things. So, um, let's see any more questions coming in. I know there's more on, uh, the situation back in, uh, 1999 when we we're going to 2000. Yes. The Y2K, is a big example of what you're saying about acting out of fear. Exactly. I will never forget that time. We thought what all the computers were going to shut down. 
um, and different things. How can I get to Westside Christian Fellowship without a car? Depends on where you live. Okay, you live in Lancaster. Um, so if you go to our website and email us, um, I believe the office can put you in touch with someone possibly in your area. Um, and, the, and being connected to the texting system, that's really for our local body. We just text out local things. Um, but if you're, you know, coming from what, from Lancaster and, and you, you'd be able to join up on that, we put that number up on the screen. Let's see if, if I may ask what, um, what I think, uh, about the Antichrist is going to be in full power in this generation. Wow. I could have podcasts on each of these topics because here's the thing, you know, when in, in Daniel, I don't know the exact chapter, uh, when it talks about, you know, he will remove the sacrifices and different things. The word antichrist is not there. Uh, it's talking about Jesus initially. And then the word he will do these things. They, they, people say that's the antichrist. Um, and so, you know, there's different views. A lot of some of, of, of fulfillment of Matthew, uh, the end there of Matthew and what was, was fulfilled in Titus conquering Jerusalem in 70 AD. The blood spilled down and Josephus writes about a lot of things that, that, that could make sense. But then we also know that things are getting more difficult. There could be a, you know, the great tribulation and when all hell breaks loose. And so, um, then there is the view, you know, pre wrath, uh, post wrath, mid wrath, I don't know if it's called mid wrath, maybe mid tribulation, where the church will be out of here before it gets bad or in between while it's getting bad or after it gets bad. And people say, well, God, when God pours down his wrath, the church can't be here in which I totally agree. However, God has also spared the church. Uh, what about in Egypt when he brought all the plagues to Egypt, but the nation of Israel was spared. And so we could still be here technically and God spare his church. They will be marked possibly, or we could be harpazo is the, the word in the Greek where Paul talks about in the twinkling of eye would be caught up. So there is a rapture. We just don't know when, uh, I believe that there will be a one world order. I, I personally believe there will be a, a leader who is antichrist against Christ. Now, when you get to the breaking down the seven weeks of Daniel and when it's going to happen, I, I don't think, I, 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 I think too many people, um, assume too many things because it's not really clear. I remember Chuck Smith, who I love, would often say, you see how the church is not mentioned anymore between Revelation chapter three and Revelation chapter four. So that's a proof text for the rapture. Um, I don't believe that at all. I, now that, now that there could be a rapture according to how, what Calvary Chapel believes, just like that. Hey, that's how I was raised, you know, but I don't think my point is, I don't think you can use that. That's eisegesis to me. That's speaking into the text, something that's not there. Now it's a nice concept, but I can't, can't say, okay, here's the church is going to be gone. And, um, there's just so many, you know, even, even on that is a devil bound with the literal chain. Uh, is it really a literal thousand years? And so there's a lot to eschatology, but to answer your question, uh, the antichrist, um, depending again on your view, I believe there will, will be somebody who rises up to, to, to take over the world government, the world system. You see, everything's in place there from the world economic forum and the uh, pandemic and all kinds of things, uh, that are going on. So, um, I, th I think he's alive right now. Absolutely. Will he be in full power in this generation? Um, depending what your generation means, you know, it, it goes back to what Jesus said in Matthew, the end of the, the Matthew there, when he talks about the end times, um, he says, uh, by no means this generation will not pass away. And D.A. Carson makes an interesting point, as do many other theologians, that 
Jesus was probably talking to his contemporaries uh, because this would be the only time in the Gospels that Jesus is talking to us, you know, 2,000 years later. So obviously, I believe they're all millennial, some, some groups, all millennial, um, and uh, they, they just view uh, things differently. But that's a good point, because I, I believe that that generation saw, you know, the, the, the temple come down, destroyed, you know, not one, uh, one stone will be upon another stone. I believe they did see a lot of that. And the question was, when will these signs be? And when will be the, 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 the sign of your coming? And, and so some view it as one event, others later. So, uh, but if you, you read Revelation, it's kind of pretty clear that that hasn't happened yet. A pretty cataclysmic event is going to happen. So, um, I think the Antichrist is here. Uh, will he come to full power? Um, if, if, if this eschatological, eschatology is correct, will he come to power in this generation? Possibly. It depends on how fast things are going. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to tune out here shortly, unless you guys have any other questions. Um, lots came in, um, that I just can't get to on email as well. Um, so you guys could also, if you have questions, email us, maybe I can do another podcast on it. Uh, again, all of my books are free at westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org. And you can download the fasting books for free, the books on health for free, uh, uh, one nation above God for free, depending on how it shows how far we've drifted as a nation. Um, uh, if my people, a book on revival, it, it's all there. Um, so let's see. I don't know if you mentioned, but have you written a book on fasting? Uh, yes, I did. Um, again, it's all at Westside Christian Fellowship is the free downloads. But if people want to purchase it, obviously it's at Amazon.com. Uh, you can put, you know, my name in there, but we want to encourage the free downloads because that's, that's what we do. Uh, let's see. 18 comments. Can't get to all of them. So I hope that's all the questions. If there's one, I might be able to take one more. Uh, if you want to hear what I, my thoughts on Herschel Walker, uh, emergency for America, what's going on in California, all that, you can probably go back to the beginning of this, uh, of this live video. And, um, hopefully I can do more, uh, now that we've got this setup working here better at the studio. We had some issues going on. Okay. Wow. Lots of, uh, lots of feedback. Um, let me go off of, of you, of, uh, Instagram first. And then Facebook here in a minute. So if you guys again have questions, just let us know, and uh, we'd be glad to answer those uh, when we can. And you can go to Westside Christian Fellowship and send us an email, and then hopefully we can get to it in the future as well. All right, thanks everyone. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. 
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.